and we're back. Did you miss me? Hey guys, I'm your host, Manda, and welcome to yet another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. I am so excited to get into this topic and discussion about toxicity in the workplace. Before we start though, I do just want to give a disclaimer. All opinions stated here are my own. They're based on personal experiences and things that I have decided that I believe about certain situations. Doesn't mean they're law. Doesn't mean that everyone feels that way. I just wanna remind you that the goal here is not to invalidate or judge other people's opinions, but maybe just see things from a different perspective. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. Let's get into it. So I'm choosing to start this episode slightly different than other episodes. I mean, this is only episode two, but just bear with me. We're going to start with a quiz. All right. So number one, stress-related issues cause me to take sick days from work. Two, there's a lot of micromanagement and needless bureaucracy at my workplace. Three, My performance depends on colleagues who aren't doing their fair share. Four, I get emotional support from one or more of my colleagues. Five, when friends or family ask about my job, I tend to respond negatively. Six, my management is not realistic about what I am able to achieve during work hours. Seven, Work-related stress has negatively impacted relationships with the people close to me. Eight, I'm afraid to take vacation because I'm worried that doing so will put my job at risk. Nine, I find myself engaging in negative behaviors outside of work, drinking, overeating to handle the stress of work, or other forms of self-harm. And finally, ten, I have thought about quitting my job more times than I can count. All right, so let's talk about that quiz. These are some questions that I found online, and this is only half of the quiz. There were a lot more questions. I just picked my top 10 favorites. So I scored a 76 out of 100. That's not good. That's not the type of score you want to get on this quiz. I was then given this verbiage. Your results indicate that you have had a relatively unhealthy work environment. You might even hate your job or feel dread at the thought of going to work. Then I was given the resources for an online counselor who specializes in treating toxic workplaces. All right, back to that disclaimer. This is not about a current job that I'm in. I did not take this quiz based off any one place that I've worked over the past couple of years. I took it collectively. And if I'm honest with myself, I took it based off jobs that I've had in the animal training field. So I'm going to let that sink in. I was in the animal training field for five years. Five years. And these are my results and feelings about the places that I've worked. If that is five years of working professionally, how the heck was I supposed to make it to retirement? 
Just to make sure we were on the same page here, I decided to look up different definitions of toxic. According to Webster's Dictionary, toxic means containing or being poisonous material, especially when capable of causing death or serious injury, extremely harsh, malicious, or harmful, exhibiting symptoms of infection, or my personal favorite, relating to or being an asset that has lost so much value, it cannot be sold on the market. Guys, let that sink in. Something that is toxic not only means it's infected, harmful, or malicious, it also means that it has completely lost its value. That right there, that is what does it for me. Think about it. A relationship, a job, a friendship, that can apply to literally all those scenarios. So after defining toxicity and taking that quiz with me, you might be thinking to yourself, holy shiitake mushrooms, I'm in a toxic environment. So let's talk about it because I guarantee you, you're not alone. For me personally, I'm a firm believer that toxic work environments are a product of a couple things, leadership or lack thereof, team morale, workplace boundaries, and company vision. If one or more of those things is skewed, chances are you're going to be the one reaping the toxic benefits. So why? Especially among most of my friends that I've talked to, why do us millennials and Gen Z struggle so deeply with toxic work environments? Is it our existential dread of the world around us? And the feeling that no matter what we do, it'll never be enough or even make a difference? Is it the fact that it took years to get a college degree that we are going to be in debt for for the next 10 plus years? And even though we've already got five years of professional experience, we're still considered entry level? Is it that the fact that our generation and our society and culture chooses to define themselves by what we do instead of what we're passionate about? I mean, think about that for a second. When you get introduced to someone, you are asked, oh, and what do you do? I'm sorry, but that is where a lot of my identity issues came from. I related that What I did is how I should define myself and how other people saw me. So when I was dealing with toxic environments and what I thought was defining me, I thought it was a me problem. I thought it was something wrong with the culture or the job that I chose to have for myself. And I didn't think I was allowed to leave or complain or want better. I'll admit it. In my experience, the jobs I've held have been atypical when it comes to the normal workforce. In the animal training world, there are many reasons why teams and facilities can quickly become toxic. Personally, I learned extremely quickly that the people that choose to devote their lives to caring for the animals might do so not only for the deep love and compassion, but also because they might not be the best people people. Yeah, I said it. Most people that work with animals are likely to admit they'd prefer to do their job and not ever interact with people. Yet we all know that that is a never-ending conundrum because in order to survive in the animal training world, 
You need guests to come to your facility. You need to inspire them to want to see these animals at your facility. And you need to tell them about the never-ending crisis when it comes to conservation. But not every guest is there with pure intentions. Some guests are there to purposely ask questions that get under your skin. Other guests don't realize that the questions they're asking you are rude and actually not very nice. Some guests, while riding the tram around the loop that you're working, say to their children, Hey son, this is what happens if you drop out of college. You'll be shoveling poop the rest of your life. So you can understand where the relationship with animal trainers and people comes from. Sometimes it's just easier to love your animals and just want to be in a world that only involves them. So we've established there are people who prefer to work with animals over the company of people. Now, let's add in the inability to have a work-life balance because you're essentially on call for these animals' welfare 24-7. Sprinkle in some stressful, traumatic, and dangerous incidents and situations, some extremely strenuous tasks, a dash of public shame from animal activists, a whole lot of compassion fatigue, oh, and finish it off with severe budget cuts, survivor's guilt when your coworkers inevitably get laid off, and leadership that leads only because they've lasted long enough in this environment, not because they have the desire to be a leader or even the best interpersonal skills. And yeah, you've made a cake full of the reasons why animal care professionals have the highest burnout rate among most professions. I say all this not to blame the leadership, the company, or the environment, but to give you a moment of pause. A moment to process what I just said. Toxicity is a problem everywhere, but it's a huge problem in the animal training field. One that starts as a culture problem and then grows into a damaging sludge that eventually infects all who work there and even begins to tarnish the reputation of the facility. I can't even begin to count the times that while asking for advice about applying to a new facility, Someone has quite literally warned me about the toxic culture and told me not to even work there. That's a problem, especially for a field that is already diminishing as we speak. Guys, animal trainers, why? Why is it like this? Why do we put up with it? Why do we take the rumor mill and gossip train as the norm? Why do we encourage bullying of new hires? Why, because that's what we were subjected to when we started? Why do we consistently talk about the good old days, but do nothing to change the right now? It's easy to blame the toxicity you're experiencing on the culture around you, but maybe, just maybe, there might also be a common denominator. You. All right, I admit it. I eventually had to come to terms with the fact that every single toxic work environment I have been in also included the fact that I worked there. Yeah, I chuckled at a minor mishap that a new hire did. I spread gossip when it was not my business. I didn't draw clear work-life boundaries. I took frustration from the job out of my loved ones. I grumbled behind my leadership's back when things didn't seem fair. I had to pardon it 
And if you're honest with yourself, you might have been in those situations too. So hi, I'm Manda. I was not perfect. I am not perfect. And I will never claim to be perfect. I've gotten sucked into toxicity and been a victim of toxicity. But now I'm an imperfect person sharing my faults so that you can learn too. Hoping that someone hears this and applies it to their life. In time, making the world, and hopefully the animal training field, a better place. So guys, how do we fix it? While it might seem like an impossible task, I know for a fact that small, everyday actions that start with focusing on you will really be the rock that gets the avalanche moving. Focus on yourself, not the big picture. Be a leader among your peers. If someone is gossiping, remove yourself, change the subject, or just outright say, hey, let's not. I promise that while it might be daunting at first, you'll be surprised to notice that it eventually catches on. Look, I get that it's easier said than done, okay? But I am here to give you the light at the end of the tunnel. I understand that quitting immediately, whether it's a friendship, a relationship, or a workplace, isn't always an option. So you seriously have to find a way to stick it out if you need to. If this is you listening and you're trying to make it last, at least for right now, then it's time you start being proactive about your environment. The most important piece of advice I can offer is to not take things so personally and realize the difference between the things you can change and the things you can't. You really have to work on not letting all the negativity of the environment or the people take you out. Reconnect with your bigger purpose and what you are working towards. Again, easier said than done. But I have found some tips that have helped me when I implemented them. And I hope it helps you protect your sanity when faced with toxic environments. Don't take work home with you. Have someone you can vent to that's outside of your office. Look for the positives. Literally any positive. Create an exit strategy. Establish your boundaries. Create a positive workspace. Stay true to yourself and what you believe in. Find outlets for stress relief during the day. Focus on the facts, not the stories. Don't participate in drama. And finally, clear up any misunderstandings right away. Communication is really key. I'm going to leave you with this. Please do not be the Britney Spears song. There is no reason to be addicted to a toxic work environment. There are environments that aren't toxic. There are employers that value you. There are coworkers that respect you. You just have to maybe do extra effort and go out on a limb to find it. But I promise they're out there. Pals, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. I know this was a tough one. It probably made you feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable. My hands are sweating, palms shaking. I sound like an Eminem song right now. Anyways, thank you for giving me the space to talk about things that are important and matter to me. And I hope that they're important and matter to you. 
If you'd like to continue the conversation, head on over to our Instagram, Sunshine and Rainbows Pod, and send me a DM. I am an open book and I am happy to talk about anything that you want to talk about, especially when it pertains to protecting your inner peace and getting out of a toxic environment. Whether that's a relationship, a friendship, or a workplace, I've done it all. Before you go, I do have one more quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying the podcast, I seriously hope you will let me know. I have loved reading all the reviews on Apple Podcasts. And if you have a minute to spare, I would love to read yours too. Seriously, reviews let podcast platforms know that great listeners just like yourself enjoy me as a person and a human. And I know I told you not to take things personally, but I take reviews personally and they matter and I care about them. And please, please, please review and tell your friends to review and tell your hairstylist to listen and your neighbor and your dog walker and your mailman. Okay, thanks. Bye. I love you.